Welcome to Beyond Dieting. We're two friends on a mission to disrupt the insanity of diet culture and replace it with something positive, life-affirming, and effective. We are talking to you if you, like us, have felt like a poster child for diet failure, or that diets work for other people, just not you, or like you just can't stick to anything, or this would work if only you were disciplined enough, blah, blah, blah. If that's you, then we are here to tell you that the problem is not you. The problem is dieting. As life coaches, empty nesters, busy entrepreneurs, and menopausal women, we don't believe in a one-size-fits-all approach to health and wellness, but we do know what has worked for us and other women in our programs. What's abundantly clear to us is that there is no silver bullet diet or exercise regimen, period, full stop, and we've tried a lot of them. Stick with us as we explore a variety of doable and motivational ways you can free yourself from a lifetime of yo-yo dieting. It is possible to live a healthier, saner, and more fulfilling life you enjoy. Hi, this is Mimi. And this is Lee. In this episode of Beyond Dieting, we talk about two phrases common to all women everywhere. One is, I've gotten off track. And the other is, I need to get back on track. You could apply this concept of on track and off track to any form of self-care that you have planned to do regularly, such as going to bed early or drinking enough water each day. But it is very common to hear this language from women as they apply it to food and exercise. And really, Lee, what does off track or back on track really mean? Exactly. We yeah. In, a lot. Yeah. It's something that I think usually what you might mean when you say this is that you have established rules around food. Let's just stick with food for this uh, episode that you feel you've broken your own rules. And you might feel that if you've broken a rule around food, you failed and done something really bad. You've gone off track. Like maybe your breakfast today was a cinnamon roll and one of your food rules, and these aren't our food rules, but maybe your food rule is that you don't start your day with sugar. The angst that can follow the cinnamon roll can far outweigh what that item of food actually means to your body in reality. Yeah, I do want to say that is a rule that I try to follow. I try not to start my day with pure sugar because I just end up crashing so hard, you know, just. I I intentionally begin my day with sugar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally like that's not one of my rules. Like, that's not my rule. <laughs> Don't think I'm telling you to do that. Yeah, you get to yeah. establish your own food rules. Totally valid. Yeah, because it's what it's it's what works for your body, right? And it's gonna, yeah, whatever works for you, exactly. Yeah. So let's just say that you forget to brush your teeth one night before bed. Do you suffer thoughts of like failure? Like, oh, I never stick to anything. Like, all these terrible things are going to start happening to my teeth because I didn't brush my teeth tonight. 
probably not like I imagine by the time you finally fall asleep, you have quickly forgotten that you didn't brush your teeth and you just move on. Exactly. That's not going to cause a lot of stress and angst in most people, unless yeah. you're really anxious about your teeth. But yeah, yeah. And you can still be beating yourself up from that morning cinnamon roll, right? Three days later, you're still thinking about those teeth. No, I don't see it happening for most people, but that cinnamon yeah. roll, like you said, that could stick with you. Yeah. And it's, I think it's because diet culture has spent so much time and money convincing you that if you aren't seeing whatever results that they're promising, then you're the problem. It's not them, you know, and because they don't want to be seen as the problem, they've convinced you that one tiny, like one cinnamon roll for breakfast one day absolves them from any failure. Like if you're trying to follow a specific plan, that's that's out there or live up to the standard that you've been told like that little cinnamon roll absolves them of any failure. And so now everything that happens to you falls squarely on your shoulders. Mm -hmm. And that level of perfection is a very heavy, I would say almost impossible standard to live up to. And that perfectionism solely exists as a thought in your mind. Your thought is making this mistake or this cinnamon roll a really bad and wrong thing. Yeah. And so what happens is when you hang on to these thoughts and believe them so completely that they become truth to you, they actually change your actions and outcomes, these thoughts that you have. So this thought, I'm off track, can literally start to change your trajectory of how you move forward. I think most people think, Mimi, that Oh, if I keep, if I just say I'm off track, I'm off track. And then you have all the stress, like it's bad to be off. I'm bad. Why can't I that that's going to keep them on track somehow, but studies show the opposite is true. So it's, I mean, there is the observable reality that you ate, let's just say a cinnamon roll, like that's observable reality, but you don't have to make it mean anything, you know? Like he says, a really heavy standard to live up to and to beat yourself up for like one little cinnamon roll um, when the reality is you're probably going to have times when you eat something sweet for breakfast, just who knows why. Um, but, you know, so the point we're trying to make here is that your actions and outcomes, it matters what you're thinking. You literally become two different people with different eventualities when you believe one of two opposing thoughts. So if you believe the thought that you are off track, you become one kind of person as a result of that thought who gets off track results, whatever that thought, you know, creates in you. If I you want to be the other thought, Lee. What? I want to be the other person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lee's over there thinking, I'm off track, I'm off track. So she's going to be getting off track results. Yeah. But you could believe the thought, even though yesterday I didn't follow my food plan exactly. Today, I'm going to follow my food plan. Yeah. So you become the other kind of person who actually follows the food plan, like sticks to whatever rules you have that um, make you feel good and serve your body. Exactly. And so there's a distinction here that, you know, is maybe subtle to some people. One is kind of a judgmental statement, I'm off track, which assumes that you did something wrong, you broke a rule. 
the difference is when you do the Mimi thought, and it's even though yesterday I did not follow my food plan exactly, I ate a cinnamon roll. Today, I'm going to just follow my food plan. Like I'm just start the day the way I intended. Um, that person is not judging herself as harshly and not spending a lot of stress over that moment of eating the cinnamon roll. She's going di- to get different results as a result of just it, letting it roll off and just resuming what she wants to do. Yeah. I'm not going to sink into that. I'm off track. I'm off track. I'm off track. Right. Like I'm not going to beat myself up and therefore make my reality Lee's reality. Yeah. And it's not really my reality because I don't really do that. (laughs) Um, So like, here's like just an example, just to be more specific. So if you're one of your plans around food is to be a vegetarian. And yesterday, in addition to all the vegetables and great whole foods that you ate, you had a little bit of chicken for some reason, whatever, who knows why. Um, And today you can simply eat a vegetarian diet and omit animal. I mean, you have a choice, you know, there's a fork in the road today. You just choose vegetables, fruits, and, you know, whole foods. Yeah. And, and that's a really good example because I know like sometimes I'll, when I'm making my food plan for the week, I'm like, okay, a couple of days I like to be meatless and have a daughter that's vegetarian. So I like to play with vegetarian recipes and, um, so I'll say like, okay, this day is going to be my meatless day. And then it ends up not being my meatless day. I'm like, that's okay. I'll just hop on that train tomorrow. Yeah. And you also, if, if you keep going in this direction where for some reason you just have the chicken, you choose the chicken, you can revisit your food plan and your rules. Like, are these rules really the right rules for me? Um, you have total freedom in your life to decide that you can eat chicken or fish. And maybe you say, I can eat it all the time. Like this is not the right rule for me. Or maybe you say on occasion, it's totally fine. If I have some fish or chicken, that's okay. I'm not going to beat myself up. Sometimes I might just do that and it's fine. And don't make it like a, a rule that you break, you know, just add that eventuality in. Like maybe there are going to be times when I eat fish or chicken, big deal. Yeah, because getting getting hung up on that idea of like, um, I'm on track or I'm off track and making that mean something exists yeah. only in your thoughts. Exactly. Not yeah. in, the, in the world. We actually had an earlier podcast where we talked how your thoughts are the number one tool you have as you work on your self-care goals. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. It's really good. Um, and we think that that's especially true that your thoughts are important about self, self-care goals if your goal is weight loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So we base our thought work model that we use in our coaching and in our classes and our programs. We base our thought work model on the work of a woman named Byron Katie. In fact, later in this month, we're going to have an episode in which we're we review her book, Loving What Is. So feel free to read the book in preparation for that episode or wait for our review of the book to decide if you want to read it. Yeah, I'm excited. I just got my book in because um, Lee has been coaching me on thought work and we do a ton of thought work. I do a ton of personal thought work, but I've never read one of Byron Katie's books. So I'm really excited to to dive into this one. Loving What Is. It's, it's a good one. We'll put a... Um, We'll put that in the show notes too. Yeah. 
So what we're going to do next is a demonstration on how thought work works. Um, when we teach this method or in our classes or coaching tool or make worksheets, we do it in a more thorough and detailed specific way than we're going to do it here. So we're not teaching you thought work here. We're just going to show you a little bit about how it works. Just yeah. kind of gist, right? <laughs> yeah, we're getting the gist because we want you to see that you can question your thoughts. Like sometimes we're like, oh, nope, that's the thought. So that's real. But you can question your thoughts, especially around food. But more importantly, around the language that you use to tell yourself what's happening when you don't do everything 100% correctly. Exactly. So we're going to start with just some thoughts that we've noticed we've had in the past and that women tend to repeat back to us. We can tell it's sort of like this cultural set of thoughts that that we sort of buy into from diet culture is our belief that these these thoughts come from diet culture. So the first one would be like deviating from a food or exercise plan or any rules you have set out, like I don't eat sugar in the morning or whatever is bad. Deviating from that is bad. And in thought work, you know, the basic principle is you can question that thought. You're allowed to question that thought. It's not necessarily true. So you can say, is it true or false that deviating from a food plan or a set of rules like the cinnamon roll is bad? Mimi, what's your initial reaction to that? Like in your body? Yeah. Like in my body, I can be like, yeah, you know, I can make it mean that that's just me not showing up for myself. You know, that's just me not being that good girl that I'm supposed to have been, you know, that's mm -hmm. just, you know, I make it all about everything I've ever done in my past. I'm like, let's just dredge all that up and, you know, use this as proof that all of these things that I believe you know, are true. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and we're such women are such perfectionists. We always want to do the right thing and get the right answer. There's no right answer for true or false. You can totally say that it's true. Deviating yeah. is bad. You can say true and you have not gotten it wrong. That's just the way that's what you believe. That's, that's the way you feel about it. Yeah. And, and it's tricky because I can say true even knowing that it's not. Yeah. You know, like, and I, because we've done so much thought work, you know, I'm like, I know it really wasn't bad. Like I know it wasn't, but it just feels so true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's because it's been drilled into us. And so many mm -hmm. people around us parrot this kind of thinking that it's just reinforced all the time. But you can, through, you know, kind of a more detailed way of doing thought work, you can ask yourself questions about the statement that deviating from a plan is bad so that you learn that um, the statement, for example, could be if I did the exact opposite. Remember, we talked about having like a po two opposing thoughts and then two realities can happen. Um so one thought is deviating from a plan is bad. The opposing thought, the direct opposite would be deviating from a plan is good. And, and they're going to, and I'm sure most people listening are like, no, 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 <laughs> that's not true. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there is a way by working through this in a more detailed way where you can show that it could be just as true as the other thought. 
And then what's the outcome of thinking one over the other? So let's think about the chicken, like eating the chicken. So deviating from the rule that I'm never going to have animal protein, I'm going to be a vegetarian. Um, where could it be true that deviating from that plan is actually good? Does anything occur to you, Mimi? No, I'm just sitting here waiting to see where you're going with this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess it could yeah. be you're at somewhere and the only meal available is chicken, then, yeah. you know, that might be. Yeah. Like otherwise you would starve. You would get way too hungry and get a migraine or maybe you just, the only option is chicken and you need some food, some sustenance. So you don't get other symptoms that are really bad. And then, you know, there are people who try to go vegetarian. Like I've, I've tried to go vegetarian many times. I actually love vegetables. I can't think of a vegetable I don't like or a fruit. I like vegetables and fruits. I could really you know, be happy eating just those, but there are some people who need more protein than what a vegetarian diet easily gives them, you know, and maybe the light is a combination of the vegetarian diet and the lifestyle just don't mesh well enough to give you the strength that you need. Um, and so it could be that the person who thinks they want to be a vegetarian, maybe that's not the right plan for them as much as they want to be maybe it's and you know you hear about this all the time people try to go vegan vegetarian and they just find that they're that they don't do well on it so it could be true that deviating from a vegetarian plan is actually good under those circumstances so when i say it that way mimi what what happens to your brain inside <laughs> what's going on yeah i mean i think it's a very individual thing right but yeah, I, you know, as part of you still wanting to say it's bad, it's bad. Um, I, I guess just because I have the experience of it, somebody in my household that's vegetarian. Uh huh. So maybe that one's difficult. But if you had to say, like, we went back to the sugar one, that one might be might be easier. But yeah, I mean, I can definitely. It's not for everybody. Like, um, one, it's a lot of work mm -hmm. to be vegetarian. So your lifestyle might be like. I just, I don't want to do all of the learning that it takes. Yeah, I can tell that like part of your brain is like, it is patently bad yeah. <laughs> to go off this plan. <laughs> I just, I just think if you were a vegetarian, it would feel patently bad to eat. Uh -huh. And is, is that good or bad for them? I don't, I don't see it as good or bad. I just see it as the life choice that they made. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so Mimi's resistance to this shows you how, how resistant our thoughts are. We do hang on to certain truths. Like it is, you know, God given, you know, it is a hardcore, it's like physics, you know, it's, it's such a rule of nature and, the universe <laughs> when really it's a personal choice yeah and you know we get to question our choices and our thoughts it's something yeah. i guess i'm i'm thinking i just don't get to to make the choice for a vegetarian whether that's good or bad so i think it's hard for me to say if that's good or bad well but really we're dealing with a statement of deviating yeah. from the plan deviating yeah. from the plan we're not really judging whether vegetarianism is good or bad yeah so it's like it's hard for me that's why like if the if it was like 
So I ate the cinnamon roll this morning. You know, would it at some point have been good for me to eat a cinnamon roll? Like I can come up with lots of reasons why it would have been good for me to eat a cinnamon roll. Like sometimes you're like, okay, let's do some examples. Yeah. Why like sometimes you're at somebody's house and that's the only option that you yeah. have there. You know, I spent years working in the food industry. I had to eat all kinds of foods. I didn't want to eat at all kinds of strange hours because it was part of my job, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think there's like um, lots of circumstances and some days, you know, you might just wake up and need a cinnamon roll. Like yeah. I just, that thought of fat and sugar and goodness is doing so many other things for me than nutrition. Like it's hitting some it emotional needs that I might have. Yeah, yeah. And I can be like, I'm not doing this again, but today I just got to have the cinnamon roll. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, the next thought we wanted to kind of question, again, we're just practicing that you can indeed question your thoughts. You're allowed to do it without yeah. punitive action. Um, so one thought a lot of people have is some version of this that, you know, I am bad or broken if I go off track. Like I'm a bad person that I went off track. And I would say, you know, true or false. Are you a bad person when you go off track? I think, and I think that when we coach women, this is where it gets so hard because they make it mean something about who they are personally, mm -hmm. you know, and this idea of, um, I'm bad or broken. It, it's, it's a tough one. Mm -hmm. And so maybe, is it true that you're bad or broken? If you go off track with some rule that you set for yourself? Absolutely not. Yeah. Not, you're not bad or broken. You're just normal but you've conditioned to believe that there's something faulty in your ability. So, yeah. So a statement we could make out of this, if we followed through the thought work kind of loosely, you could come up with a statement that um, going off track is normal. Yeah. True or false. I would say it's true. Yeah. Going off track is, I would say true as well. That yeah. is true. Yeah. Again, and it goes back to that idea of perfectionism, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. reality says I think in the world of what I've observed that going off plan or deviating a little bit tends to be more true than not that that is actually normal yeah. and nature itself does off track things it seems like that's more in line with laws of physics or something um, getting yourself in tighter alignment with your food plan will be hard. Once you're off track, it's going to be really hard to get on track. True or false? Um, yeah, I can, <laughs> I can see like the part of me going, that's just false. Like every day yeah. you get up and you can make whatever choices you want to make every meal period, you can make whatever choices. But I think that, um, it's almost like a, an off the hook excuse that I give myself sometimes. And I think it's really common. It's like, oh, well, once I go off track, I'll never get back on. Or, you know, it's like, oh, I ate, I ate a cinnamon roll this morning. So I might as well have cake for dessert. You know, it's like, it's like an excuse almost that we give ourselves mm -hmm. to be like, well, you know, once I'm going off track, go all in. <laughs> yeah, because it's so hard to get, you know. Yeah back in alignment with my meal plan. Uh -huh. um, and it's not harder to get back in alignment. It's harder. I think it gets harder because it's um, you're uh, 
somehow believing and losing trust in yourself. You know, it's going back to that number two thing where it's like, I'm bad or broken. And because I'm bad or broken and I can't do it right, I'm just going to keep doing it wrong. And it's, therefore it's hard for me. It's hard for me because I'm just essentially bad and broken. So it's especially hard for me to get back on track because of the brokenness that I already, and that's where the trajectory keeps you going in a really bad direction. That's a really good example. Like first you believe that it's bad to go off plan. Then you believe you're broken and then you're going to believe it's even harder to get back on. And you can see this person just going off, 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 off plan. And and then they are making it harder. They're making it harder to go back on where they want it to go. Yeah. So if you look at the flip of that one, getting yourself in tighter alignment with your food or with your flu food plan will be easy. Uh-huh. Like that one is like so clear to me. It's like, oh yeah. If I thought this will be easy, yeah. then if Kate comes out at dinner, then I'll be like, yeah, nah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. You know, and I'll start especially, ordering my day with sugar. <laughs> especially if you've created a food plan that really, really works instead of going on some crazy ass diet um, that doesn't work long-term, that's meant to be short-term. Uh, it's meant to end, you know, if you'd create a food plan that's actually livable, then of course you can get back on it. Yeah, of course you can. You've got to first create something that's livable and it's going to work for you. That's our belief. That's yeah. our program. But um, so here's another one. Um, some version of, you know, I just seem to always go off track. And this means that forevermore, you know, because it's happened in the past forevermore, I'm doomed to fail over and over again. So basically the short version of that is I'm doomed to fail over and over again, true or false. Yeah, I think that's totally false. Um, I think that's the idea that history is a predictor of your future and it's yeah. not. Yeah. Nope. nope. You know, but it's easy, you know, you can see how it's easy to believe that. It's like, oh, I have a mountain of proof that that's true, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what's always happened in the Look past. What, yeah, I did it again today. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, I think that goes to your point, Lee, uh, is your plan actually a livable plan? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's if it's a- not a livable, <laughs> a livable plan, you're always going off track. Yeah. Then you, that's your proof that not that you're broken, but that your plan is broken. So the opposite would be here that um, I failed today and this means I'll succeed over and over again, you know, which is like a, huh? you know, when I phrase it that way, yeah. it's like, yeah. it's easy to see where somebody can be like, how could that be true? Yeah. yeah. But if that person was in our program, Mimi, and they knew that that was a signal that they needed a better plan yeah. that they could actually live on then they could succeed over and over again. Yeah. So I'm wondering, Lee, if if there's ways that you could do your rephrase sentence, like for me, like going off track proves that I won't go off track. Like that mind bendy way that you said it would be hard. But if I said, I always- You get to decide how you rephrase it because it's not the coaches, because I just was throwing out an example, but how would you do it? So I'm thinking like, what would make it 
easier for me, right? Like while I'm trying to lose that thought, because sometimes it's hard to go 180 degrees. But if Mm -hmm. I said, I always find myself going off track, but this doesn't mean I'll always fail over and over again. Would that be a good way to rephrase that? Yes, you can do it that way. It's you got to do what feels right to you. Like absolutely. When you, when you, anybody does thought work, you get to decide what the rephrasing is we're yeah. you know i'm throwing out examples just because we're doing an episode to show you how it works but yeah it's totally that's a really good point that you brought up you know the person whose thought it is gets to decide what the rephrase how that sounds what words to use so that it feels yeah. right feels right in their body yeah so if we went back to the first one deviating from a food plan is bad and if the you know, the 180 was deviating from a food plan is good. And you're like, that's hard for me to get from. Yeah, it yeah. could be like deviating from a food plan is normal or deviating from a yes. food plan is occasionally acceptable or, you know, things that you start to ease your way. Yeah. Know. You inch your way into it. But I think yeah. is normal is a great one. If that yeah. feels good to you. Um, yeah. That you want good. to get away from the punitive and the um, the yeah. things that are going to keep you stuck because yes. you can't, those thoughts are creating your actions, which are creating your outcomes. And if your thoughts are all like, I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail. Where's that outcome coming? Where, where are you headed with that thought, right? Probably setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, last but not least, we'll do one more. I need to be hard on myself. You don't understand. People will argue this with us as coaches. I need to be hard on myself. Otherwise I will just continue this bad pattern or going off track. I need to be hard on myself. (laughs) People will argue this hard in a pretty hardcore way. So is true or false? I need to be hard on myself. Absolutely false. And, um, And it is like when you hear people say that, like you can see it so clearly when somebody else says it. Yeah. But when it's you saying it, it's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not true for you, but maybe it is true for me. Like (laughs) where you might not need to be hard on yourself, but maybe, just maybe. Maybe I do. Maybe I do. Like, has it worked for you so far? Have you, are you always hard on yourself? Has it been working? Like you're, you're sitting here saying you're going off track and you're a failure, you know, is being hard on yourself? Has it really gotten you the results that you want? And very seldom do I think being, it's like studies uh, that show the opposite. They studies show that being hard on yourself actually gives you a bad result. The result you don't want, you're more likely to get. The result you don't want, especially with weight loss, people tend to gain more weight and hold on to weight when they have thoughts like I need to be hard on myself or I just always fail. I always go off track that that kind of thinking almost ensures weight gain. Right. It's just it's just punitive and restrictive, mm-hmm. which to me means it's unsustainable, unsustainable, it's not doable. Right. Yeah. And nobody likes anybody being hard on them. You know, you think, well, it's myself. I'm in charge. But there's the part of you that doesn't want somebody to be hard on them. There's a part of you that doesn't want that kind of chastisement and judgment. 
it doesn't feel good. No, I wouldn't sit here and think if I was cracking the whip on Lee that that's going to make her do a better job. <laughs> no, but I, I can think of well, like, <laughs> <laughs> I just cracked the whip that. on myself. Well, I'll be good. Like, nope, <laughs> nope, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, but it's tough, this thought work, right? Like, it's challenging. It's really challenging. Yeah. It's something that takes a lot of practice and commitment. Um, understanding, I think you have to kind of accept and understand the studies. If you're interested in weight loss, for example, there are studies that show that negative thinking actually creates weight gain or the inability to lose. So you have to like, okay, the studies say this. So I'm going to try this thought work thing. I'm going to try to work at this and it may take some time. And I can tell you from experience, it takes time. Yeah. It takes time. Yeah. So can you start to see how you don't have to believe everything you think, which is like, I don't, I don't know if I think it, <laughs> it is challenging. Yeah. It's challenging. And you certainly don't have to let those negative thoughts drive your actions. Like that belief that you're bad or broken. Like, why do you want that girl driving the train? Yeah. Why do you want the broken girl driving the train? Right. right. So can, can you find within yourself because generally speaking, what we've noticed about our clients is that they are highly successful and accomplished women. They, in other parts of their lives, it depends on what they're working with us on, in other parts of their lives, they really are achievement-oriented and they have really great results. And it's where they tend to beat up on themselves in this area of self-image and diet where they keep feeling like a failure over and over again. And um, it's because of their thinking around it. It's because of their thinking around it. Yeah. Totally stressed out about it. Yeah. And I just want to say, if the idea that thoughts have that much control over outcomes and that positive thoughts can create outcomes like weight loss, like better fitness levels, like actually give you more resiliency, resiliency, and just generally like better life outcomes. Like if that idea that thoughts and positive thoughts can do that is really hard for you to believe, just think about like what positive thoughts do your stress level. If you've ever had any like stress level coaching, you know, it is all about how to shift your thoughts from the negative to the positive. Mm, Reframing. People may know it as reframing and Um, just like bringing your stress levels down and the impact that when you're at a lower stress level, what happens in your life, all the good things, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like that's driven from your thoughts. Yeah. And if you identify as an emotional eater, stress is the biggest driver of emotional eating and stress comes directly from your thoughts and beliefs what you're thinking about and the way you're thinking is causing the stress. And then that causes emotional eating. So you can see a direct link where staying stressed out and judgy and thinking bad thoughts is going to probably, if you already struggle with emotional eating, it's probably going to, you know, continue that pattern. There you are off track again. There you are. Mm -hmm. You're sitting there saying, how do I get back on track? And you let the thoughts 
spiral mm -hmm. down from there. And I would say you're not broken, but your thoughts may be broken. You know, they're not the helpful thoughts. What? That's beautiful. Lee. What? <laughs> what? And honestly, thought work is it's challenging to do it on your own because it really does help to have somebody else, you know, talk to you about it. You know, they can see when you're struggling with your thoughts, you know, and being able to shift them. Sometimes, you know, it's even hard to understand what your thoughts are because, yes. yeah, you know, it's like, I don't even know what I truly believe anymore because I have been bombarded my whole life with um, images and you know, thoughts and marketing, all telling me that I have a different story about what weight loss should be or what my body should be, mm -hmm. because they're all telling me what my thoughts about weight loss and body should be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I find that too. Um, the, the hardest thing about thought work for me is trying to catch what my actual thoughts are because it's like the fish swimming in water. Does it know it's swimming in water? You know, it's just the water's all around. Are they aware of the qualities of water? It's just like our air. We don't think much about it. And for me, my thoughts are that way where I'm really blind to my thoughts. And so the hardest thing for me in starting to do thought work was really being able to see the thoughts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is, it's a, it take, that's why it takes practice and why it's good to work with a coach on it. Yeah. And I think the first step is really believing that your thoughts control your outcomes, mm -hmm. you know, that it goes to your thoughts, create your feelings. That's what you take an action on how you feel in that moment. Mm -hmm. So that's why stress eating good stuff. Mm -hmm. so it's like, oh, I've got this stress feeling and it's creating this desire to eat and the outcome is I'm off track again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so maybe like, or not being able to let go of weight. Yeah, so the, I think the first step in thought work is really believing that that's, that's the way it works, that your thoughts create your outcomes. So if you don't like like the life that you're living right now, you've thought this life into existence, which mm -hmm. is really hard to take. But I think the beautiful thing is you can think something else into existence and it all starts with this idea of thought work. And today we were specifically talking about how your thoughts um can really uh, boost this idea and damage this idea of being on track and off track. Mm -hmm. They yeah. really can feed into, you know, you go in and do this. One thing that you don't want to do is go off track. The way that you think about going off track makes you go more off track. Right. So I would, I would end with just based that we were really on this, these phrases of off track on track that are very neutral I find it's best when teaching this or coaching this, or even with me, just when I'm working with myself is just to be very factual. So instead of, Oh, I really got off track today. That has kind of a judgment implied in it. It's like I ate this morning. I ate one cinnamon roll at breakfast at the table where I was sitting. You know, I was a woman who sat at a table, had some coffee, had you know an egg and then also a cinnamon roll that's just very factual and then I can be the, the that same woman me tomorrow I can be a woman who sits at the table and eats an egg and has coffee it, you know it's just really take the emotion and the judgment out of it yeah. that's good that's a good discussion today yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Um, so 
when we wrap up, generally we like to pick a song just for fun, total fun. There's no real reason here. <laughs> but uh, We like music, I guess it's the reason. But to wrap up, we usually pick a song from our Her Genius Spotify playlist to represent our topic. And this week's song is a little obscure, maybe, but I heard it on Gilmore Girls, one of my favorite shows, and put it into our playlist a while ago. And it's called It's All Right Baby by a Swedish group called Kameda. And I'm I'm sorry if I butchered the name of the group, but I'm just doing it phonetically. <laughs> and it's all right, baby, because if you aren't 100% perfect, it's completely all right. Thanks for joining us. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening. In fact, if this resonated with you and you know someone else who needs to hear this, please share our episodes. We would just love that. We also would love it if you would follow, subscribe, and rate our channel because this lets us know you're actually there and it helps us show up in searches, which would be awesome. Please be a part of our community and mission to help as many women as possible free themselves from diet culture so that they can go beyond dieting. <laughs>